In the ring with Eusebius Makaiser. Eusebius Makaiser. So today is the 14th of March 2022 and it is the beginning of anti-racism week in South Africa leading up to Human Rights Day on the 21st of March. And I thought what I'd do is on In the Ring with Eusebius Makaiser every day, just for five minutes, give you a little bit of a nugget on some aspect of the fight against white supremacy, the pushback against anti-black racism and the general global fight that must keep going to try and land at some point in history into the future, that is, in a world that is more racially just than the current one that we live in. And I want to address small little questions. Some of it I've addressed many a time in my career in various forms, but unfortunately there are certain things that have to be repeated over and over again until hopefully the penny drops for many people who simply refuse to see reality for what it is. There are two questions I want to address today on this Monday. Uh, the first is the question, are all white people racist? And the second question is, do all white people benefit from the history of anti-black racism? The answer to the first question is no. Of course, not every white person is racist. But the answer to the second question is yes, every white person benefits from the history of white supremacy and the history of anti-black racism. And it's important for us to puzzle through these two questions. I know many white people who self-identify as allies of black people in the fight against white supremacy, who would be mortified if they were told that they were racist. Now, that's not the reason why I answer my first question in the negative. It is simply because in order to be racist, I think someone needs to display a vicious ill will towards members of other racialized groups other than their own group that they belong to in terms of their phenotype. And I'm setting aside here debates about the fact that race as a category is, of course, biologically unstable and it is a social construct. But it is possible to be a member of the group white people and not be vicious in your ill will, in, in your will that you are, you know, displaying when you are interacting with other human beings. And I think we've got to make allowance for that. The idea that every white person is a priori racist, to me, just is a non-starter. The second question, I'm afraid, is not that comforting for English-speaking white liberals in particular, who often imagine themselves to be a very different kind of human being to the real racists, whom they imagine to be the children of Verwurt and the grandchildren of Verwurt. Because you can benefit from structural bigotry, racism, structural discrimination that you did not design yourself. We don't only benefit by acting in a manner that is discriminatory. You can also be the beneficiary, unintended, of a system that benefits your type, your kind the population group to which you belong through no choosing of your own. And this is where white people, including allies of black people, have to reckon with the reality that you are beneficiaries, unjust beneficiaries of the system of white supremacy that has a very long history, a history that hasn't been wiped out just because 1994 happened. 
And there are so many examples. My favorite article on this was a Mail and Guardian article about eight or nine years ago, written by Sally Matthews, who was a politics lecturer at the Rhodes University, who also wrote an academic paper on this subsequently, in which she has a very simple, pithy description of the ordinary ways in which her bona fides are not doubted as a white person, in which there's an assumption that she is competent as a white person, that she has integrity, just because she's white. When you make a restaurant booking, you are less likely to be policed as someone that should be lied to because you're probably going to be rowdy and bring down the general sort of social standing of the place. When you walk into a class as a lecturer or into a seminar room as a tutor and you are white, the average student is not going to think, oh my God, I've got the useless affirmative action appointee as my lecturer this term. When you walk through the supermarket, you are less likely to have a security guard, including a black security guard, watching you carefully, wondering whether you might slip something into your pocket because you are a would-be thief until they have reason to believe that, in fact, you are not a criminal. Those are default ways in which your whiteness benefits you. And it doesn't matter that it is regrettable that that is how the world looks. It doesn't matter that you are not responsible for the system of colonialism and apartheid that have instilled in us those biases in the system. You benefit from that history. And I think the one thing that a lot of white people struggle with, especially white people who regard themselves as progressive, as allies, they struggle with two things that really shouldn't be difficult to put together. That on the one hand, you may not be responsible for a system that, that is really evil, but on the other hand, you can benefit from that evil system. And I don't know why you find it difficult to square the circle. Sometimes a circle can be squared. As a man, I benefit from patriarchy even if I did not design a world that is patriarchal, but I was born into it. And I was born into it, and I was conferred all sorts of benefits just because I have a penis. And just because I happen to have the physical body that I, that I have accidentally through no choosing of my own. And it seems a bit weird to say, just because I did not design patriarchy, that I therefore am not a beneficiary of patriarchy. Those are two different claims, two different propositions. The question, is every single man patriarchal, is a different question to the question, do all men benefit from patriarchy? I mean, by the way, some people may want to argue that all men are patriarchal and that all white people are racist. That's actually an open proposition for debate. I don't want to get into it because these are small five to ten minute entries for this week. But certainly on the second question, the mere fact that you are an ally or you imagine yourself to be an ally as a man fighting for a world in which there is gender justice doesn't mean that you're not a beneficiary of patriarchy. You are. Even if you regret being a beneficiary, you are still a beneficiary. And I think it's really important to reflect on that, 
to come to terms with that reality, and then to sit with a question that I'll answer later in the week. What must I do with my self-knowledge that I am an unjust beneficiary of racism? What must I do to ask the parallel question of us men with my self-knowledge that even though I didn't design the system of patriarchy, that nevertheless, I am a beneficiary of patriarchy? We'll ask and we'll answer those questions later in the week. But the most important point of this small entry of In the Ring with Eusebius MacKaiser is for you to distinguish two questions. Am I a racist? From the second question, am I a beneficiary of the history of anti-black racism? And I'm sorry to break the news to my white friends, but even if you're not an individual racist, the world socially, economically, and politically is structured in such a manner that all people who are racialized white are beneficiaries of a global history of anti-black racism.